<laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Welcome to All the Queen's Men. I am your host, Nigel Rabbit. Unfortunately, on our inaugural episode, uh, our, my, my co-host, Five Star Phil, is not going to be joining us. Uh, he's unfortunately got a little bit under the weather, and so he will be enjoying this from uh, the uh, well, from the comfort of his home. Hopefully, he's comfortable. Uh, he said he was feeling dreadful earlier today, so uh, shout out and prayers to you, Phil. We want you to feel better so that you can come back to the uh, the studio here at TrueTexasRadio.com and uh, go ahead and, and continue sharing our love for the greatest band in the world. Uh, not just my opinion, the opinion of uh, several, several very intelligent people. Uh, so... Uh, let's start off with this. This episode is uh, in regards to the debut album of Queen. Uh, thanks to the uh, success of Bohemian Rhapsody and the fact that Queen are now on their, uh, according to Brian May and Roger Taylor, their final tour, the Rhapsody tour. I decided this would be a wonderful thing. Go ahead and share the music of Queen. Do this a little bit BBC style. We're going to go ahead, talk about the album, play the music, talk about the album, play the music. And uh, thankfully, uh, Will Riggs here at uh, TrueTexasRadio.com said, Oh, I like that. That's a rather nice idea. Let's go ahead and do that. And so here we are. So thank you so much for tuning in. A uh, little bit of uh, unrelated to the album, but related to Queen. Uh, very exciting, uh, very exciting 2019 for the uh, uh, for, for the band Queen. They went ahead and uh, were awarded a... Uh, Golden Globe, actually two Golden Globes. They won uh, for Best Dramatic Picture, and they won a Golden Globe, uh, or Remy Malek won a Golden Globe for his performance as Freddie Mercury. So very exciting. We'll be doing our uh, Bohemian Rhapsody show on the 11th of February, the day before the release of the uh, Blu-ray DVD. And you know what I think? I think we may actually give away copies of the uh, uh, give away a, a copy of the DVD and uh, a copy of the album. Sounds rather nice, I think. So let's go ahead and talk about the album Queen and what was going on with Queen during those times. So we're, we're talking about 1917. In 1970, uh, the band Smile, uh, which com- was comprised of Brian May and Tim Staffel, who were old school chums uh, back in their their preparatory school days. Uh, and they were together with uh, drummer Roger Taylor, but Staffel left to uh, left to go join a, a band called Humpy Bong, which sounds rather like a ridiculous name. But uh, he felt that Humpy Bong would be going someplace, and that they were going to be big. Uh, I found out after doing some research that the reason why he thought they were doing big is because uh, Humpy Bong was actually uh, comprised of uh, one of the former members of, I believe, it was the Bee Gees. And so he felt that if he went with uh, Humpy Bong, then they would grow and, you know, he'd have a great career. Um, If you look on YouTube, I think you can find two, maybe three Humpy Bong songs, uh, two of them from their demo. So not not quite as successful as Mr. Staffel hoped. But when he left the band in 1970, uh, his school friend from Ealing Art College, uh, Farouk Barsura, convinced the band not only to stick together, but... uh, let Farouk lead the band. Uh, Farouk uh, was known commonly as Freddie. And so he led uh, the band uh, on vocals. And eventually, after about, I want to say it was four bassists, John Deacon replaced uh, Tim Staffel on, be- on bass. And thus, the 
Queen as we know it was born. In uh, early 1972, Queen recorded their very first demo at a new recording facility in the uh, D-Lane Lee Studios, helping the studios test out brand new equipment. The bargain with this was they test out their new equipment, Queen gets a free demo out of it. So uh, Queen got involved uh, as a result of the demo with a company called uh, Trident Studios and their management arm, which was uh, Neptune Management. And an arrangement was met where they were able to record during Trident Studios' downtime. Those uh, sessions lasted from, if you could believe it, June of 1972 to November of 1972. So we're talking five months of recording in the wee hours of the morning. According to interviews and, and things that we've read on it, what this meant was the band would practically live at the studio. And if they wanted to record they get a phone call a phone call or someone ring them up in the, the wee hours of the morning and say ooh the, the, the studios the studios open there's no one here come down and record and so they went ahead and did that um, what came of those sessions was the beginning of the probably the most incredible rock and roll career that spanned at this point over 40 years the first track from this album which uh, was self-titled Queen the first track is Keep Yourself Alive Keep Yourself Alive was written by Brian May it was the first single for Queen uh, but unfortunately it never really charted the interesting thing about this is uh, even though it didn't chart it was a very beloved by the rock and roll community as a matter of fact in 2008 Rolling Stone magazine ranked Keep Yourself Alive number 31 in the top 100 greatest guitar songs of all time it was originally recorded as part of the Delane Lee Studios demo, and it was or, uh, was penned as a Queen song, but before John Deacon joined the band. Let's have a listen. Yeah. 
better every day No, I just think I'll do destiny run through my grave Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. One of the most famous, uh, really a, a most famous uncharted Queen song that exists. Uh, now, we're coming on to what is my personal favorite uh, song off of this album. And this one is very unique. This is a, a song called Doing All Right. Doing All Right was originally penned by Brian May and Tim Staffel. If you remember from the beginning of the program, I, I talked about Tim Staffel being uh, Brian May's old school chum and uh, a uh, companion a classmate of Freddie Mercury's at uh, the Ealing Art School. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that was easy for me to say. Ealing Art College. Uh, Tim Staffel was the original singer of Smile, which later, of course, became Queen. Uh this album or this track was never released as a single, uh, but this track is the only Smile song to actually survive two Queen's catalog, even though they recorded two other songs, a song called uh, Silver Salmon and Polar Bear, which if you search the YouTube, you can find it on YouTube. Um, but neither Silver Salmon nor Polar Bear ever made it onto an album, never made it to B-side, so far has never been released. As a matter of fact, it may not even exist except maybe in uh, the echoes of Trident Studio. Uh, the song was a staple for Smile, and Freddie attempted to sing it as closely as possible to the original performances that Tim Staffel did. Uh, it's included in, uh, if we include Smile's recordings and the new recording that was made for the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, there are uh, another two additional recordings of the song, making it for a total of four separate recordings of this song. Uh, four separate versions of it in existence. Um, now, uh, following that, we're also going to listen to Great King Rat. Great King Rat was originally written by Freddie Mercury and was also not released as a single. It's considered to be an excellent example of Queen's early sound, and it shows a definite progressive rock influence and style. Uh, it's on display primarily due to the evidence of tempo and time changes that uh, exist throughout the song. Let's go ahead and have a listen.
And that was Great King Rat, preceded by Doing All Right. Now, next song is a very interesting song because it's one of the... Uh, this is the best way to describe it. It's one of, one of the, the few songs that I've heard of in which a songwriter decided to create a fantasy world. And this is... a. Freddie Mercury wrote My Fairy King for the Queen album. Uh, never translated to a single, but it, it deals with a fantasy realm that Mercury had created called Rye. And that's R-H-Y-E, not, not R-Y-E. It's not a whiskey-based song, which is actually, amusingly enough, when I was younger, what I thought. Uh, now, Rye is featured in other Queen songs, most notably Seven Seas of Rye from the Queen 2 album, and from uh, a lot of fan interpretation based off of the research that I've done, Queen 2 as uh, as a whole is viewed as a concept album telling the story of the Land of Rye. According to Brian May, in the song My Fairy King, the line that references Mother Mercury was ultimately what inspired Farouk Balsura to change his name to Freddie Mercury. Uh, Mercury stating that this would help further separate the introverted Balsura from his extroverted monster, in Freddie's words, uh, stage persona of Freddie Mercury. This uh, this track is heavy with vocal overdub harmonies, uh, with Roger Taylor showing off his high-end range. Uh, and, of course, Freddie f- favored these musical tactics, uh, as you can tell from Bohemian Rhapsody. Mercury also borrowed some of the lines from Robert Browning's poem, The Pine Piper of Hamlet. Let's have a listen to My Fairy King.
it for the a side of the queen album now on to the b we're going to start this with uh, the next single from the album queen liar written by freddie mercury uh, like keep yourself alive it did not chart now some interesting facts about this song uh, this was a song that actually brought up the question of writing credits by brian may uh, the question was, is with everyone collaborating, who who gets the credit for the song? Who gets the credit as, as the writer of the song? And Freddie Mercury famously said, in my opinion, if you write the lyrics, you write the song, which is exactly how Queen handled credit and royalties for their music up until the 1988 album, The Miracle. It is one of the earliest compositions written by Freddie Mercury for Queen. And according to the film Bohemian Rhapsody, Liar is the song that Freddie wrote while working as a baggage handler at Heathrow Airport. Uh, And according to uh, Elektra Records, also happens to be uh, the song that, or one of three songs, my apologies, uh, to include a Hammond Hammond organ. So we're going to listen to Liar.
Nobody Believes Me. That was Liar, written by Freddie Mercury. Now, the next song comes from Brian May, and the title is The Night Comes Down. It was one of the earliest songs written by Brian May for the newly formed Queen. It was originally recorded in the D. Lane Lee Studios demo recordings uh, that uh, Trident Studios pushed for a re-record, but uh, the D. Lane Lee was still viewed by Queen as superior. So it's actually that version that still exists on the albums. The attempted re-recording, which was produced by now-famous Roy Thomas Baker and Queen, has never surfaced, either in an unreleased collection or in bootlegs. And uh, the only noticeable difference between the two recordings, uh, or, or from what's on the album and uh, what's on the Delane, is a difference in the drum sound. Now, this is also thought to be where Brian May has shared his love of the Beatles because the line Lucy was high and so was I is considered to be a reference to the Beatles Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds which Brian May has frequently admitted to being a Beatles fan.
program. All right, and that was The Night Comes Down, followed by Modern Time Rock and Roll. Modern Time's Rock and Roll was written by Roger Taylor. Never made it to a single, but it was the first Queen song to be written and sung by Roger Taylor on a Queen album. Roger had a, an extensive uh, career as a, a solo musician, as a young young musician, as a young man. And we'll go more into that uh, later on in the program uh, as time goes on. But uh, this track, Modern Time Rock and Roll, was actually recorded twice for the BBC uh, with those recordings available on At The Beeb and On Air. During live performances, Freddie actually handled the vocals for it, which is interesting given the fact that there are some songs that uh, Roger went ahead and just sang anyway, like uh, the ever-famous uh, I'm In Love With My Car. Now, the next track we're going to listen to was written by Brian May, never made it to a single. The song is called Sons and Daughters. It was he- it was very heavily played during Queen's live sets. It uh, was it used to house uh, Brian May's famous guitar solos, which at that time was never recorded anywhere, and it didn't actually make it to uh, make it to a recording until it found a home in Brighton Rock. Once Queen's singles started to dominate their set list, Sons and Daughters never really returned to the mainstay uh, playlist, unlike songs like Seven Seas of Rye, Liar, and Keep Yourselves Alive. But it's very reminiscent of Queen's early heavy rock blues sound. Let's listen to Sons and Daughters.
When I saw him in the crowd A lot of people had gathered round him The beggar shouted, the lepers called him The old man said nothing, he just stared about him All the wind down to see the Lord Jesus All the wind down to see the Lord Jesus All the wind down Then came a man before his feet he fell Unclean, so the leper rang his bell Felt the palm of a hand touch his head Go now, go now, you're a new man instead Oh, going down To see the Lord Jesus Oh, going down To see the Lord Jesus Oh, going down It all began with the three wise men Followed his star to them to Bethlehem And made it hurt throughout the land Born was the leader of men All going down to see the Lord Jesus All going down to see the Lord Jesus All going down That was uh, uh, preceding this was Sons and Daughters, and we just listened to Jesus. Jesus was written by Freddie Mercury, which was really interesting. It describes the life of Christ, uh, specifically his healing ministries, uh, and it was written by Mercury, who was raised as a Parsi Zoroastrian. 
Now, Brian May's red special guitar effects and solo work on this song gave the song or in this song gave the fans the impression that Queen was more of a psychedelic rock band, which it's part of the reason why when you look at places like Wikipedia and you look at the stamp of the branding of, of what kind of style they played, you see progressive, you see pop rock, you see heavy metal, you see heavy rock, you see psychedelic, you you see progressive rock. They were all over the place, as, as I'm sure you could tell from this uh, album. Now, what we're going to play is an unfinished piece of work. Uh, it was included on the Queen album as kind of a little teaser, a taster for what was forthcoming. It was written by Freddie Mercury. Uh, this version was never released as a single. As a matter of fact, it's an unfinished instrumental version of what would become Queen's very first hit single. Hope you enjoy Seven Seas of Rye. is the instrumental that leads to perhaps the most uh, lauded of Queen's early recordings, uh, Seven Seas of Rye. Now, that's it for the original 1971, uh, 19, probably 1973 release of uh, the Queen, uh, well, of Queen, spending too much time around Phil, uh, but in 2011, uh, on their uh, anniversary, they went ahead and remastered the, uh, well, actually all of their album, their entire catalog was remastered, and they included with del the deluxe version of the albums uh, a series of uh, EP discs that included, oh, just various odds and ends, bits and bobs, but what they included on Queen was the original Delane Lee demos. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the Delane Lee demos. Uh, you've already listened to the variations that exist already, uh, but we're going to hear what Queen originally had recorded, and this is what they were using to shop themselves around, uh, which during this time, actually, they got some interest from uh, Chrysalis Records, or Chrysalis Records. Uh, but uh, the deal that they were offering wasn't something that Freddie Mercury felt was good enough for Queen, and so they held down. But uh, what we're going to listen to right now is from the Delane uh, Del oh, Lee demos. We're going to listen to Keep Yourself Alive. Thank you. 
As the night comes down, preceded by Keep Yourself Alive. Now, if you notice on Keep Yourself Alive, the uh, intro to Keep Yourself Alive, very different from what we are used to from the original album. That's because it was started with a acoustic guitar, Brian May's uh, Hair Fred guitar, which uh, he had put this song together in the... Uh, early years of Queen it was actually during his practice sessions at Imperial College he put Keep Yourself Alive together but uh, as I mentioned during the earlier part of the broadcast we're talking about The Night Comes Down being the only song from the original uh, Delane uh, Delane Leah Studios recordings that really didn't get any changes and because Queen decided that the Delane Leah version was a superior version to what was originally kept, and you can tell why listening to that. That was absolutely beautiful. So what we're going to listen to now is the, the Delane Leah Studios recordings 
of Great King Rat. And well, I think we're going to do it another back-to-back. We'll do uh, Jesus as well. So enjoy.
talking with uh, the the boss the producer our engineer uh, will riggs here and one of the things we're, we're commenting on is the fact that listening to these demos you can hear the fact that queen is in their growing period they, they've got a lot of the songs really very beautifully formed but they really don't have everything carved out uh, they, they don't really have all of the harmonies where they need it where they need or where they want them to be they don't really have all of them the the notes like we're missing some of the the high ends in some areas but it's still very extraordinary to listen to this very early recording we're going to listen to the last of the delane and lee demos uh and this is uh, freddie mercury's song liar
master, I'm gonna be your slave. Yeah, mama, I'm gonna try behave. Mama, I'm gonna be your slave. I'm gonna serve you till your dying day. I'm gonna keep you till your dying day. I'm gonna serve you till your dying day. I'm gonna need that by your side. Liar from the Delane Lee de- demo reel. Now we've got one last song to play that was from the bonus EP for the Queen album, and this one is something that was included in the 2001 remasters that, or I'm sorry, the 1991 remasters that uh, Hollywood Records had done as well. And this track is called Mad the Swine. Mad the Swine was written by Freddie Mercury, but it also receives credits for Brian May and Roger Taylor. Was never released as a single. As a matter of fact, it was originally intended to be on the album, but it was derailed by differences in opinion about the quality of the drumming. Roy Thomas Baker and Queen just couldn't come to an agreement on it. So it ended up as being a bonus track on that 1991 remastered release from Hollywood Records. It is uh, one of the quote-unquote lost recordings of the original Queen album, uh, and uh, it's uh, well, it, it's joined by uh, Silver Salmon and uh, Polar Bear, or the two smile tracks we spoke of earlier in the recording also a rock and roll medley which was a live staple uh, freddie mercury just loved loved doing the rock and roll medley and a very very rare track called hangman lost uh, a, a live staple that you can only find kind of half good bootleg recordings of but uh want you to enjoy mad the swine been here before a long time ago, but this time I wear no sandals. Ages past, I gave up on 
Swine by Queen. Now we've had the uh, we're at the end of our program, so I want to thank you so much for joining us. I do want to let you know that next week we start a brand new time. I know it's very strange. First episode, we're at one time. Now we're starting a brand new time. Uh, call it the Firefly Effect. But we're going from uh, 7 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. right here on Young Ideas Studios, TrueTexas.com or TrueTexasRadio.com. You can always uh, find me, Nigel Rabbit, on my uh, Twitter, at Nigel Rabbit. Uh, you can also uh, find me uh, through the uh, uh, Twitter, uh, at the Ni- or at Nigel Rabbit Show, uh, which, according to uh, Mr. Riggs, we might be uh, kicking that stone back over. I uh, want to give a shout-out to uh, my, uh, my, my absent co-host, Five Star Phil, and uh, my uh, good friend, 
BC, the Jersey Jackass, for all of your support in this. Once again, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to All the Queen's Men. A big shout out and thanks to uh, Heroes of Wrestling and to Will Riggs for uh, helping us get this show on the, uh, off the ground and on the air. You can see me, uh, well, actually, uh, this Friday at uh, the American Legion for uh, DFW All Pro Wrestling. And uh, we'll see you next week for uh, All the Queen's Men. Next week, we'll be going over Queen 2. Cheers. Try